And uh, Melissa, take it away whenever you're ready. All right. Hi, and welcome to On and Off, our podcast covering the on-premise and off-premise beverage alcohol industry. I'm Melissa Dowling, editor of Cheers. And I'm Kyle Swartz, editor of Beverage Dynamics Magazine. Today, we're going to be talking about an important nonprofit organization in the beverage alcohol industry called Children of Restaurant Employees, or CORE. And our guest is CORE Executive Director, Sheila Bennett. That's right. So CORE became a national nonprofit in 2013, but the idea dates back to 2004 when a group of friends were at a bar after the National Restaurant Association show in Chicago, and they came up with the concept, you know, because food and beverage service employees don't have a safety net when they get sick or one of their children gets sick or there's a health crisis or injury or natural disaster. So that's when CORE steps in to help. So welcome, Sheila, and thank you for being with us today. Oh my goodness, well, good morning, Melissa and Kyle. And I really appreciate the opportunity to share information about CORE because you know, we're the best kept secret in the industry. And we're working really hard to change that with your help, we're doing that. So thank you. Absolutely, <laughs> Sheila. And again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. I have two questions for you. First of all, Sheila, you joined CORE in August of 2020. So I want to know what it was like to join this organization in the middle of the pandemic. Obviously, the organization did so much to help during the pandemic. Second small part, Chicago is such a bar city. I'm curious what bar. Do you know in 2004 where they met? You know, I'm going to have to ask them that question. They told me on my first day, but um, actually I started on January 24th in 2020 before everything, you know, broke loose. And at the time being a very, very small team, um, oh my goodness, it was before the pandemic hit. I was living in Atlanta, sold a home there in two days, looking for a home with a housing shortage in Nashville, only to be hit by five tornadoes the week I was looking for a home in Nashville. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You know, about a disaster plan. And, you know, quickly this organization grew up. And that was why they asked me to come on board was even though we were a national nonprofit, we had yet to grant to employees with children in all 50 states. So we set some very ambitious goals in 2020. We grew five times in one year, rebuilt the organization. And by November of that year, we granted that last flyover state of Wyoming. So we can now proudly say that, you know, we've granted to employees with children in all 50 states, DC and Puerto Rico. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's even worse to have started just before the pandemic, because at least if it was in the <laughs> summer, you'd kind of know what you were getting into, but that, uh, that's pretty wild. And is, well, I can say that I moved in the middle of the shutdown in April. So, you know, it, it was kind of crazy. And, but, you know, the industry, stood there for us in such a beautiful way, especially those that knew about CORE and the beverage vertical. And they called almost daily, I would get calls from organizations saying, hey, we wanna help you. And they were giving generously and we raised more than we'd ever raised before. Wow. 
So, I mean, the rest, the nature of restaurant work can be precarious at best, you know, especially for the tipped workers due to seasonality and slow periods, mm -hmm. weather events, natural and other disasters. So when COVID prompted a complete shutdown in many markets, you know, for an unknown period of time, where do you even start to provide relief? <laughs> well, we had to stick with the core basis for why CORE exists. And I met with the executive team and the board, and we decided that yes, a COVID diagnosis was a diagnosis that we would cover because you can't work if you have COVID. Mm -hmm. But also we stretched it at the time if you had doctor's orders to quarantine because you were exposed to COVID. You know, sometimes you had at the time to quarantine weeks or if your child had COVID, you know, you could not work because you had to be the caretaker of your child or your spouse if you didn't have it. The other way that we changed in that one year only during COVID is if an employee had been furloughed, but they still had a medical diagnosis, a qualifying event that would qualify you for a core grant, we still approved you for a grant because at the time, it was not your fault you were not working. You were being furloughed. Mm. Oh, but after we got through COVID in the year of 2021, when the restaurants were beginning to open up around the country and bars and employees were you know, invited to come back to work, we took away that qualification of being furloughed because restaurants were hiring back. Mm. And we didn't want to be a reason people did not go back to work. So you had fully employed, you know, show documentation to that. But during COVID itself, we grew five times. We helped five times the number of families in court helped the year before. I reached out to my network to let them know that, hey, we're here and forged new partnerships. And also we just identified the need to update some of our communications for greater clarity. Because at the time, you know, it was very high level saying, oh, you know, we're here for you if you face a life altering event. Well, you know, being furloughed was a life altering event, but we had, even though there were bullet points that said, these are the life altering events, medical diagnosis, injury, death of the employee, spouse or child, or loss of home or place of work due to a natural disaster, people were still applying, not reading the bullet points. So we immediately revise the language just for greater clarity for our entire audience in the industry, you know, to state, well, this is what a life qualifying event is. And it helped, but during the height of COVID as well, I remember one day we received 43 applications in one day. Wow. In 2019 and the year before that, if they'd received five applications a week, that was a big week for COVID. <laughs> um, so we grew up and then also and looking under the hood of the organization, you know, we realized we had an application system that anybody could fill out a form. It was basically filling out an application form and there was not a vetting through the process. We researched systems and that summer and rebuilding the company, we implemented a new application system that will vet people as they go through the process. And then B, it was also served as a wonderful CRM system before they had a separate system to enter data manually. But then again, if they got five applications a week, that was a big week. <laughs> now averaging five to eight a day. Wow. And pretty much qualified because they're being vetted through the system. That's how much we've grown. 
<laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> it is. It is. But, you know, we're so grateful, you know, for the founders for recognizing a need and saying, hey, let's step up. Let's create something. So we're here for, you know, food and beverage operations employees with children, you know, when they're facing one of these situations. And I'll throw out a stat for you, if that's okay. Sure. You know, last year, roughly, um, and here's something interesting. CNBC did a study that highlights the number one reason for bankruptcy in America are medical bills. So yeah. that's any American, not just this business vertical. So just anybody can get an expense of $400, that could be devastating. And that's to Americans. Now look fast forward to our industry. You know, we know that could be true for our industry employees as well. So, and when you look at the number of grants that we award, so in 2019, they granted out 290,000 roughly in grants. And 2021, we rented out close to 1.5 million. Wow. Hmm. But also a qualification was, you know, if you were furloughed and had a qualification. And most of the, many of the cases were COVID, even though we still had domestic abuse cases, hmm. um, injuries, deaths, natural disasters, fires, floods, tornadoes, hurricanes. But last year, 84% of our grants were due to a medical crisis. So I think that really speaks to the need of why people are primarily coming to CORE. And then I have so many other stats I can share with you too, but go ahead and ask some of your questions. <laughs> I listen, just to be clear, our favorite kind of interviews are the ones where we ask no questions. It makes our life a lot easier. So please, <laughs> please, oh, that's please continue. that's we, Kyle's we, favorite kind. <laughs> Hang on there. <laughs> Uh, All right, Melissa, I'm ready for you. <laughs> I, you I'll let Kyle go after I Thank just, you. It's, it's you very know, kind of Melissa. Let me take a turn. I, <laughs> I, she, I stole one of her turns last podcast, so I still owe her a turn. Too. <laughs> um, we, you had mentioned forming new partnerships. Can, uh, and, you know, obviously a lot of alcohol brands stepped up uh, in supporting the on-premise in general during the health crisis of the past couple of years here. Can you talk about some of those programs that help generate funds? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, I remember I, it was the month of March, 2020, and I was at my home in Atlanta packing up boxes, trying to do that and working at the same time, you know, getting ready for the big move. And I got a call from, and it was one of the first calls I received. It was from Barefoot Wine. And they said, we love you. We love Cora. We want to support you. And they made a very generous commitment. And I almost cried on the phone. I was just warmed my heart. Hmm. I was meeting with Annabelle from EJ Gallo at the time, and she said, is our brand barefoot? They'll be donating X amount. It was 100000 And she's like, but is there any? And we had a great conversation. And she's like, is there anything else I could do for you? And I said, well, right off the bat, I knew that we needed to increase visibility of CORE, that we were the best kept secret. And I said, can you help us with that? And they said, sure. And I said, do you work with any celebrities? I'd love just to get the word out there that we exist as a resource. And Anna said, you know, we've done some work with Jimmy Kimmel. Let me talk to the PR team and we'll check that out. So they reached out to Jimmy Kimmel's team and he was filming a podcast from his home or a mini cam. And so he said, love this. We'd love to support it. We'd love to get the word out. But hey, um, Barefoot, you need to increase that donation to them. They need more help. <laughs> increase that donation to $300,000. Wow. 
And they did. Wow. And in addition to that, they, you know, Jimmy Kimmel encouraged people to go online and make donations to CORE, and they did. So just that alone helped us raise more than we'd ever raised. And then we started getting calls from other brands. Like one of our longstanding partners is Tito's. Mm. And even though um, some to-go drinks, you know, people were doing to-go drinks. And anyway, they were looking at creative ways to build on-premise, but also what other promotions can they do? And they would do state-specific promotions or regional promotions to drive sales, but also make generous donations to CORE. Um, and they were amazing. And then we've had other brands do something similar. Um, somebody else did a promotion in the state of Colorado, I think it was Barefoot, another brand, because people were going to the store, they were doing on-premise and on-premise saying, hey, donate 50 cents of a bottle. You know, we'll donate 50 cents of every bottle sold on-premise and off-premise. And then as people started going back to restaurants, there were other groups like, I think it was um, Runny Strong Wines, Copper Cane, and some others. They would create four for course where at restaurants, the distributor would support this promotion and make a donation. And then in the restaurants, they were having, um, you know, safety first chef dinners, mm-hmm. dinners, but certain proceeds were coming called poor for core. So people still celebrate that type of activity around the country. So those were just a few of the things people were doing on the on-premise and off-premise side to raise money for core, as well as just making very generous donations. So, I mean, a lot of bars and restaurants have since opened up, even though things Mm -hmm. are far from normal and there's a lot of restrictions and issues and things like that. But so many of the workers haven't returned, you know, they just Mm -hmm. are deciding this is not the life for me, you know, and it's exposed a lot of the um, inequalities of, of restaurant work. I mean, where... What are the the people that used to work in restaurants, you know, that aren't going back? What are they doing and how does that affect core? Well, from what I hear at industry events that I'm going to is they're opting out of this industry. They're looking for other types of positions. Um, But what the industry is also doing as well is looking under the hood. And we've got to make some changes. And they're doing that. You know, for example... Um, one of the brands, we had a brand last year, Choose Core, and it was the first national restaurant chain to do that. And it was Smoky Bones. And this is their charity of choice. And they're doing very, and even though we focus on that market of employees with children, I then went to Technomic, my friends at Technomic, mm-hmm. and, and do you have any data? And I went to our friends at Data Essential and other data companies. And I said, do you have any data that highlights how many employees have children in the restaurant industry? You know, who's my audience? Well, Technomic wove us into their um, November. It was the state of the industry workforce study. And they identified through that study in November. Now keep in mind that all the employees have not returned. 55% of employees as of November have legally dependent children. That's a big audience. And we know that there's probably many that have not come back yet, but what restaurants are doing as well is they're looking at their benefit packages, what Smokey Bones did, which is a best in class that they're going to inspire other restaurants to do this. 
they went back to their insurance providers and they leaned hard on them. And they said, even though we may not provide healthcare to 100% of the workforce, we want to offer healthcare to all 100% of our employees. But we want to press on you to give us the best rate possible and leverage our buying power. And to give them a better rate that if they went off the street and bought healthcare. And they did that. B, in addition to that, they recognize that CORE is a, an employee benefit. And we're woven into their onboarding and training practice. And they educate all of their employees that CORE exists as a resource. B, they found other programs to, it was the EEOC program where any employee can call and have access to help when needed. You know, and to speak to somebody, they also found purchasing programs that their employees can get discounts on purchasing programs of products or services. So they went above and beyond to find other resources. And you're going to find a lot of operators are going to follow suit. But where are all the employees going? I don't have data around that to tell you. Um, and I haven't gotten my state of the industry study from the NRA yet. Mm -hmm. And are presented it, I think, last week to the NRA, the board. They have their board meeting. So hopefully we'll have more insights about that, but I can't answer that question because I just don't know. But are they choosing other industries? Yes. Um, but two, we know that, for example, Smoky Bones, they're fully staffed. They've um, been selected as an employer of choice. And then I think you have other brands as well that are following suit. So you're gonna right. see a positive change. That, that would make a huge difference. I mean, you, you would absolutely choose that as a career, mm -hmm. especially if you enjoyed it and had experience. I mean, you think about as soon as people lose their jobs, they're, they need benefits. And it's like all the companies mm -hmm. that provide them, you know, like short term, you kind of run through the list like, well, you know, let me go work there. So mm -hmm. um, that, that's really amazing for Smoky Bones. Yeah, it is. But in, I've seen where other brands are, you know, doing things like Chipotle and they sell you know, alcohol at Chipotle, you know, a limited menu. Yeah. Some casual brands are doing so. And they're also looking at creative ways of what can they offer their employees. So we're loving to see what the conversation is at the table and, you know, some best practices that they're sharing amongst themselves and how they'll implement change moving forward. Not a quick question. What's a way that somebody could donate to CORE? Somebody listening to this podcast right now uh, was taken up by the cause, and I have a hard time imagining they wouldn't be. What would be a way that they could get involved, either helping or just by through a donation? Oh, my goodness, Kyle. There's so many ways. Um, number one, you can go to our website, CORE Gives, C-O-R-E, CORE, Gives, G-I-V-E-S dot org, O-R-G, CoreGives dot org. And you can make an online donation. And we are grateful for every dollar that comes to CORE. And we actually, we need the funds. So please send them our way because um, we're pretty soon not going to be the best kept secret out there. More people are going to know about us. Um, B, anybody can sign up to be a volunteer and that's an ambassador. We have a wonderful ambassador program. Go to our website click on the get involved link at the top menu, and then you'll see a drop-down menu that says volunteer. Now there are two ways to volunteer. Number one, anyone can be an ambassador. And what it means is what we ask of you is just share information in your community about CORE, 
Number two, you can share information that we give you in emails and newsletters that you can share on social media. Or if you want to get your company involved, you can. They can be a corporate partner. We have a corporate partnership structure for any type of business to be a partner. And we also like to make sure that, you know, anyone can be a partner with CORE. And we do a partnership program starting at $10,000 and above. And then we give a nice ROI on partners that are donating $25,000 or more. And they are in our national thank you ads every February and March. And that is going out pretty soon in about four or five publications. It's a beautiful way to say these are the leaders in the industry that are giving back and helping your employees. Number two, if you happen to work in any type of restaurant or bar or food service or beverage service operation, you can sign up to be an operator brand advocate. Now, this is a new program that was inspired by a team member at Zaxby's. She learned about CORE and she learned about the qualifying criteria for a grant. And she helped 10 employees in her franchise group apply online for a grant or she referred them because we have refer a family option. She helped them navigate through the application process because we do require documentation. For example, you've got to have proof of employment, your pay stub. If we're going to cover your rent or mortgage, we need a copy of your mortgage or rent statement. If you're needing help with your utility bills too, we need the copies of your utility bills. And, or if you've got your medical diagnosis at your qualifying event, we need your medical diagnosis. And you can even just take photographs with your phone and upload them in the system. It's pretty easy. And so you can sign up to be an operator brand advocate. Then you can participate on one training call to ask questions, learn about the core grant criteria and how it works. So those are some of the ideas. And then two, we have three campaigns a year. And the spring and April will have inspiring hope because we hear from families often, that's what we do. We inspire hope. And this summer we'll have a summer of hope campaign, which is an individual giving campaign. And then there's also a days of service where anybody can either order back of the house posters from our print partner or just download them from our website and print them off and distribute those to restaurants in your community and bars or in underserved communities. Let's think about going into the communities where they really may need core and they don't have access to a lot of resources or your independent and local restaurants too that may not know about us. So help us get the word out. And then in November, we have Serving Up Hope because that's what we also do. We inspire hope. When we tell a family we're awarding a grant, we serve up hope in the form of a grant. And that's an activation period where we raise money again some restaurants and bars will have activations and they can do that any time of year. Maybe it's a beverage promotion. Maybe it's just asking your customers to you know, make a donation, add a side of hope to your um, guest check or online orders. Just so many fun ideas. Yeah. Writing those down. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> on that note, we're proud to say that our Cheers brand is a media partner, of course. So we'll be working with them throughout the year to help, um, you know, promote the the cause and educate our readers and listeners on, on what you guys are doing. So, you know, on behalf of all the, the families that you've helped, you know, thank you so much. And also thank you for joining us today and, and helping uh, tell us a little bit more about CORE. Well, absolutely. And we are super excited to work with Cheers.
and also for your support as an official media partner and help us get the word out, you know, to those that may need us and also to inspire others to support the work that we do. So thank you so much. Fantastic. And again, thank you. And thank you for everything CORE does. And to listeners, thank you for listening. And please do join us next time where we're going to be talking about a couple of individuals who are doing a lot of very good work to improve diversity and inclusivity in the beverage alcohol industry. And until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. <laughs>